Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. During the summer when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends or alone on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected so you can enjoy all the summertime vibes. Whether you're sharing pics from a rooftop, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show episode after episode. So stay connected to your favorite people and your favorite things with AT&T 5G and home internet. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What is up, party people? It's me, Jason McIntyre. What a beautiful Saturday morning out here in Los Angeles. Uh... I will spare you my anger to open the show at L.A. County requiring everybody to put masks back on. This is why we got vaccinated, people, but I'm not starting my final Saturday radio show here at Fox Sports Radio with negativity. No, we're not talking COVID or politics. We're talking sports, baby. Yeah. Now, last sports weekend was incredible. I mean, with all the soccer, the MMA, NBA finals, and then this weekend, eh. A little less interesting. There is still some soccer. USA, uh, I think they play Canada in the Gold Cup Sunday. I have it in the calendar because, you know, we got to show Canada what we're made of in the Gold Cup. By the way, our, our B team is looking great at, this, at the Gold Cup. Uh, and, of course, the NBA Finals tonight, Game 5, pivotal Game 5. You guys know your boy was rolling in the Finals uh, with the gambling picks I do for Fox Sports. I've been gambling every single night of the NBA playoffs. Trying to give you guys best bets, put some money in your pocket. And I was hot in the finals. First three games, I was eight and three. It, I was on a roll. I could see exactly what was coming. 
and I did not feel good about game four, and I whiffed. Um, it was bad, but the Suns were covering for 47 and a half minutes out of 48, and they gagged it away at the end. Chris Paul did not look like the point god, G-A-W-D. Chris Paul really starting to look his age here in the series. He's Kareem. We'll do a lot on the NBA Finals. Um, I got to say, the only real news to start today, and I'm not going to count golf. Um, Isaac will give you the updates. All I know is I bet Roy McElroy to win it, like, plus 2,000. And he's, like, one under and has no shot um, heading into, I think, tomorrow's final round. He, he's wrapped up. Um, you heard Louis Usazen. I'm, I butchered his name. I'll, I'll save that for Isaac, uh, is the leader. But, yeah, I'm not that into the U.S. Open. I am into Team USA Basketball. Which holy hell did they have the an awful week? They've looked atrocious here lately, losing to Nigeria and Australia. Shout out to the NBL players on Team Australia. You guys, of course, the faithful followers over the last six years on this Saturday show know I was part of a group that bought an Australian basketball team, the New Zealand Breakers, down under in the NBL. Um, the Australian basketball team is pretty good. Uh, they do not have Ben Simmons. They beat Team USA, and uh, you know Team USA rebounded with a win over Argentina. But the real story there is: Did you guys hear who they named as the replacement for Bradley Beal and Kevin Love? Kevin Love just decided this ain't for me, and Bradley Beal got COVID, and now the team is in disarray, which should not be a massive shock. I mean, you know, the Olympics are going to be something of a disaster. I'm not that locked in for the Olympics. Listen, I'm patriotic. My parents came to this country uh, in the 70s. Uh, I was the firstborn in my family here, uh, firstborn in my family to go to college. Um, like, it, it's pretty amazing. And I by that, I mean, like, in America, sleepaway college, all that fun stuff after graduating high school. Um, so I'm very patriotic. I root for Team USA, obviously, in the Olympics. The problem, of course, is that they're going to be on a tape delay because they're happening in Tokyo. And... Let's be honest, like this basketball team may not win gold. And we'll dive into that a little bit later in the show. But folks, like it's looking bleak. They pick up to replace Brad Beal and Kevin Love. Keldon Johnson. What? Now, I know he's been on the team before. He's a San Antonio Spur. Pop knows him. He's a good player on the wing. And, you know, somebody would argue they've got enough alphas with Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard. They need role players. Kelton Johnson certainly fits that. Um, he is a you know a three and D wing, although I don't know how much three there will be. But the other name they added, I thought it was a joke. JaVale McGee, <laughs> 33 years old, looks a lot older than that. I mean, basically, he's a spot player in the NBA. Oh, we'll give we'll give him 15, 10, 15 minutes a night. He'll block some shots, he'll commit some fouls, and he will let our starting center get some rest. Like that's what JaVale McGee is. Now, obviously, he's won titles. Um, he won with Golden State, won with the Lakers. I think he has three championships. So he knows what it takes. Uh, Steve Kerr is one of the assistant coaches. And, um, you know, there's familiarity there. Listen, he can, there is goaltending in uh, the Olympics, not like on the way down, but if the ball is on the rim, you could pull it off. And JaVel McGee is long, a seven-footer. I'm just telling you guys right now, I've already bet USA Basketball's opening Olympic game. You can bet on the game. They're facing France, 16 and a half. And 
the real story here is Rudy Gobert can sit in the lane. There is no defense of three seconds. He will be the rim protector. And by that, I mean he won't leave the, the lane. You don't have to worry about the pick and roll. He just ain't going out. And it's going to be very interesting. I did bet France getting 16 and a half. I don't think they'll win that game, but I think they'll slow it down enough to make it interesting. Um, so Team USA adds Keldon Johnson and JaVale McGee. Uh, okay. I think the biggest story outside of Game 5 is what went down yesterday. And we tried to get him on the pod, but I don't think he's doing interviews after what happened late yesterday. So Henry Abbott, who I actually had on my Straight Fire podcast last month, really sharp guy, used to be at ESPN, started the True Hoop Network, left ESPN, has now regained True Hoop, and he broke a huge story Friday morning. Chris Paul in the... I'm sorry, not Chris Paul. As I look at the TV screen showing Chris Paul uh, dropping everything in Game 4, costing me money. Damian Lillard, according to Henry Abbott, is going to request a trade here in the coming days. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Okay? Damian Lillard then came out and did an interview. Uh, I guess it was Zoom interviews for uh, Team USA media availability. And he said... And I tried to write down the exact words here. But Damian Lillard essentially said, I have not made a firm decision on what my future will be. Now, he's saying that it's not true that he wants out. But at the same time, I have not made a firm decision on what my future will be. He did say he's going to tell the Blazers, we need way more urgency with the team. He came out and said, I don't think this is a championship team. And then, of course, the key. Parse these words carefully. You got to read between the lines. Listen, folks, we've been doing this for six six years on Saturdays. Reading between the lines. What do they really mean? Damian Lillard, my intention in my heart is to be in a Blazers uniform my entire career. (laughs) My intention. Well, you know how that works. Unless Damian Lillard came out and said, I don't want to go anywhere, I'm not demanding a trade. I'm sticking with the Henry Abbott report. There's going to be a lot of people floating, the Lakers. I played tennis uh, Friday morning. You guys know um, I'm a big player of tennis. It's fun. I played growing up. I did. I, I, you know, I had some lessons. I'm not great, but the reason, one of the reasons I'm ending this ten, uh, this Saturday radio show today is because I'm in a tennis tournament next weekend. I'm in a volleyball tournament the weekend after that. And there's some travel in August, and it's like, let's just wrap it up before football. And, of course, you know, during football season, seven-day work weeks, they're fine. Listen, I like it. I'm not complaining. These are first-world problems. But come November, you start to wear down. And then by December, you're just spent. Um, it, it, it takes a toll. And I know a lot of people are working way harder than me, digging ditches. Um, I'm sitting in a radio studio doing three hours of sports talk. I could open the phone lines and just yell at you guys and – uh, have competitions with you for three hours. I could literally do that. You can talk about anything. That's the beauty of having a radio show. Um, also the beauty of having a podcast. But I'm telling you, one of the keys I've learned in life is it's not really about what the people say. It's about what they do. And Damian Lillard kind of sort of said the right things. He's got to thread the needle here. In Portland, he has been a great soldier. He's probably the greatest Portland Trailblazer in the history of the franchise. I'm sure some people would mention Clyde Drexler, Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, Bill Walton. You know, went to the finals with them, but he didn't stay that long. Somebody might even mention Brandon Roy, um, Damon Stoudemire. But 
I really believe Damian Lillard has got to be the best best Blazer ever. And they've been bounced four out of the last five years in the first round. It's okay if he wants to leave, guys. I know what he said, but things change. People change. You just have to accept that. And, and that's why, you know, jabroni guy who comes after me on social media and is like, well, this didn't age well. Well, yeah, no bleep, Sherlock. Things have changed, <laughs> you know. Players are traded. Teams add players. Teams lose players. Coaches are fired. Free agency. Um, guy gets arrested. Like, things happen. Of course, nothing's going to age well two years later or three years later. And I don't think if Damian Lillard demands a trade, any moron who goes and says, but look what he said four years ago. Who cares? That was four years ago at a different time. Damian Lillard put in all his time and energy in Portland, did his best. They got to the conference finals. And folks, it's okay if he wants to demand a trade. A lot of people are going to say, well, Boston's an option. Again, I played tennis Friday morning with a buddy. And he's a hardcore Lakers guy. He's got partial Lakers season tickets. And instantly he's like, oh, we were going through all like, who would we give up for Dame? We'll give up Kuzma, KCP, Talon Horton Tucker, um, shine and trade with Shooter. You name whatever it takes outside of LeBron and AD, we'll do it. And that's fine. But I think the team that can put together the best package, and I said this on Colin Cowherd's radio show yesterday, is the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know that it's particularly close. Now, Boston will have an argument with Jalen Brown and whatever else they want to kick in. And I think it's safe to say Ben Simmons has a good argument, although his value is diluted a little bit. But if you're Portland, you've got two options. We can try to stay where we are in that, you know, funky middle NBA ground where you're like a, you know, five, six, seven, eight seed every year. But you're definitely not going to the finals unless everything breaks. And I mean breaks like players on some every team in the West up top get injured. And that could happen. Listen, the Bucks are only in the finals because of injuries. Okay, let's be realistic about that. Hell, the Suns are only in the finals because of injuries. They don't get by the Lakers if AD doesn't go down. Lakers are up 2-0 in that, 2-1 in that series, cruising in game four. And then AD goes down and that's a wrap. So Portland can do one of two things. They can say, let's get draft picks. And start over. Or we can try to thread the needle, get some good players, keep us in the playoff mix, and get draft picks. So we're doing both. And that's where Golden State comes in. They can hand you Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and they have two top 15 picks in the draft this year, I believe 7 and 14. So the reality is the Golden State Warriors can make a strong push for Damian Lillard. Like, listen, Andrew Wiggins is what he is. He's an 18 to 20 point a game guy. He's not going to play a ton of defense. And he's never really been on winning teams. I don't know that you can call Andrew Wiggins, who's a really good high school player, um, a solid college player with uh, Kansas, but they lost, I believe, in the first round to Stanford in the NCAA tournament. So you could argue Andrew Wiggins, as good as he is, has never won a playoff game in his career. I think I'm almost certain that's true. Maybe in Minnesota they made it once, but I think they lost in the first round and got swept by Utah. Um, James Wiseman is what he is. You know, a, a rim-running seven-footer who I guess you could say his ceiling would be, why can't he be DeAndre Ayton in a couple years? I think he's more athletic than DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if he's as skilled, but athletically he's there. And then you toss in the lottery picks. Now, 
7 and 14 is not going to net you a superstar. But what if somebody out there really wants James Wiseman badly? And then you repackage Wiseman 7 and 14 and you move into like the top four of what's a really good draft and you try to get Jalen Suggs or something. You know, Toronto doesn't have a center. Um, and then all of a sudden, Toronto gets two more lottery picks. You know, things get interesting, but the Golden State Warriors have options. And if you guys remember, Steph Curry was rehabbing at my gym right before COVID. And I ran into him. And I, you know, at the time, I had, you know, I had float, I'd been floating on FS1, keep an eye on the Warriors making a play for Giannis. And I had said to Curry, you know, you guys have that Timberwolves pick, you package it together. And then I stopped and he goes, for Giannis? And I was like, yeah. And he kind of laughed about it. Um, and, you know, I talked about that at the time on this show. I posted about it on my Instagram. And having options is the best thing you can have in the NBA. Like the Oklahoma City Thunder have options. But I don't like that nobody wants to go there in free agency. It's going to be difficult. But having options is outstanding. And the Golden State Warriors have that option. Clay, Curry, and Dame. Do you know what it's going to be like to guard two guys 30 feet from the basket? And now, I don't know what Clay's going to be, but you still have Draymond Green. Let's see what you can get in free agency. You got a couple young guys. Jordan Poole's a nice player. The Warriors are in good shape to make a run at Damian Lillard. And coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, uh, my main man Rick Buecher's stopping by. We'll see what he thinks about Damian Lillard. I still think Dame is going to ask for the trade. I don't have any problem with it. I think it's the tough way out. And yes, it's not the easy way. It's the tough way out. When you've been part of the fabric of a city for a decade, and then you say, I want out. That is tough. Everybody's going to hate you. Kevin Durant took the tough way out, leaving OKC for Golden State. The easy way out is staying. That's the easy way out, staying and losing. The tough way out is LeBron going to the Heatles. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Damian Lillard is doing the tough thing. We need to applaud him. All right, coming up next, Rick Buecher stopping by. It's my last show on Saturdays, Fox Sports Radio. Keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Save the tagline. Cash back like a pro. 
with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Very exciting final Saturday show for your boy. Now, I'll talk about a little more next segment, uh, the thought process if you missed it. Um, I guess I'm seeing all your DMs and tweets. Uh, guys, It's it's been an awesome run. We've had a lot of fun, but uh, all good things come to an end. And here's a good thing right now. Uh, do we have Rick Buecher? We have he we have Rick Buecher. All right, Rick, what's going on, man? It's your boy Jay Mac. A uh, lot of happening in the NBA. First of all, let's start with Team USA. We'll get to the finals in a sec. Okay. Rick, Rick, I I gotta say uh, a little bit of a stunner that Keldon Johnson and Javale McGee, you know, are the fill-ins or the replacements for Bradley Beal and Kevin Love. Uh, I, are you surprised that those are the two guys? I not less 
Less so Keldon, I would say, simply because Pop knows him from San Antonio. Uh, generally, the way that the Team USA plays is you want to switch everything one through five in the way that they, they play defense. Uh, Javel, uh, complete, complete shock, um, just because he's not always known as the most, I, I don't want to say cerebral, because I think he's a smart guy. Uh, and I think that he understands the game of basketball. He just often goes off on his own track, on his own idea of what he wants to do. And that usually doesn't sit well with any coach, and particularly with Greg Popovich, and especially with the national team. So I, I don't have an answer for you, other than they decided that they needed to have a Cleveland Cavalier big, and oh. Kevin Love decided not to be available, yeah. and so they went and got another one. What, Jared Allen, I mean, like, why wouldn't they take Jared Allen? I, look, I, again, I, I mean, look, they're very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that whether or not Jared was available on short notice, mm. so I, I, I don't I, I can't tell you why they made yeah. why they made that choice, but it is indeed a curious one. I'm sure that some of it has to do with Steve Kerr's an assistant. Steve Kerr knows JaVale well from Golden State. Yeah. And, you know, Rick, I will say a lot of people aren't mentioning this, but this Damian Lillard situation, if you look at Team USA, Draymond Green, known as a big recruiter, and Steve Kerr, an assistant coach, you know, there's videos on the internet. Steve Kerr is one of the guys passing balls to Damian Lillard during workouts. Um you know, should we say there's some chicanery going on there? Is that safe to say or out of bounds or what? Uh, of all the teams that I've heard, and I mean, look, there's been a lot of rumors about Damian going to Golden State. Mm-hmm. First of all, Damian's going to give Portland another year uh, before he goes anywhere. And two, I, I just like what I don't understand is it's not a good fit. Like, I, I, I love Damian Lillard as a player. You're going to play him alongside Steph Curry, okay, I love you offensively and <laughs> unbelievable offensively, but you're not what are you what are you going to be defensively? I uh, I just I'm not sure that I I get that one or I even get the Ben Simmons choice unless you're trading Draymond Green for Ben Simmons and I wouldn't do that simply because of the chemistry between Draymond and Steph and uh, I mean, look, you're getting a younger player, you're getting a more expensive player, mm-hmm. but you're not getting a guy who's as well-versed in uh, running or being the backbone of a defense. Uh, Draymond Green is as vocal in uh, getting everybody in the right place as Ben Simmons mm-hmm. is quiet. So I just, I, I, look, I, I love those names, and but... I really don't understand. This is because the, the Golden State has become a little bit like the Lakers. Like every time there's a, a star player <laughs> available, it's like let's put them on Golden State, where it used to be put them on the Lakers, so that they they are title contenders again. It sounds good and it's right. exciting, but in the reality, I don't know that it works. So, Rick, you know, let's say you know Portland's got a decision. If Dame, if you say like Dame is going to give Portland another year. And I'm the yeah. Blazers. I'm like, wait, wait, time out. Do we want another year? Like, is Dame's value going to go up? A lot of things can happen in a year. Other guys might want out. Dame is, uh, what is he, 30, 31? Well, here, but, but here's the thing. Ideally, you, you, get, you give him another year. Chauncey Billups works out. They go, they go farther than they've gone. Uh, you know, they get to the conference finals, and 
and they're competitive. Uh, I would think that that's the bottom line for him, not wanting to, to go someplace else. But the truth is for the Portland Trailblazers, you're never going to get a star of, and you're not going to get a star in exchange for, for Damian uh, that is everything that he is in terms of the face of your franchise, uh, a leader, uh, a ticket seller. I mean, it, it just in a in a market like Portland, you have to draft a star like that. You're not going to get one uh, on the on the open market, or and I don't see one that they're going to trade for when it comes to when it comes to Damian. So I, I, that that it's it's just from a business standpoint, you're you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure out a way to keep to keep Damien there no matter what happens. Because the truth of the the truth is, look, Portland's chances of building a, a championship team, it doesn't begin and end with, with Damien. They, it's been wild. They've had players in there. They've had good teams there. But you're by and large, it's one of those markets where you're probably going to have to overpay to get free agents. Your, the, your, your ability to build a championship team is, is, is not that great. And so uh, in, in, in the stead, in, the, in replacement of that, when you get a player like Damian, Damian Lillard and you're guaranteed that you're always going to the playoffs and you have a guy that you can market and, it, and a guy that your fan base loves, you hang on to that for as long mm. as you can. Well, what if Boston called up and said, hey, Jalen Brown is on the table. And uh, Jalen Brown is not a star of Dame's quality, but you know, you wouldn't be buying him as a star of Damon's quality. You would be saying, hey, in three years, Jalen Brown could be a top yeah. 15 player in the league. He's probably top 20, 25 right now, but you're buying low because guess what? If him and Tatum pop next year with the new coach and some new moves, I don't think Jalen Brown hits the market. Um, I, I, I just see, I go into the Blazers fans and saying, hey, we had to move Damian Lillard. Um, you know, the, the, the bad news is we had to move Damian. The good news is we got Jalen Brown. I don't see any Blazers fan going, oh, yay. Like, or exactly, right. I, I, I hear them going, oh, yay. I just think that, that from a business standpoint, mm. that would be a tough sell. And you're, you're you know, you're, you're a gambler, uh, J-Mac. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're willing to say, hey, maybe this could turn into, I'll, I'll take the 10 to 1 odds. Yeah. That Jalen Brown becomes anything remotely close to Damian. Yeah. Um, the business guys out there are like, no, nah, it's a bet. I, I got to sell tickets. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. Marketing. I can't sell tickets for for Jalen Brown the same way I can for Damian yeah, Lillard. TV games. You're right, but the reality is, you know, they're basically what the Indiana Pacers of the West, like a middle middle tier team that you're not going to get any marquee free agents. You're either going to yeah. have to build it through the draft or take a chance. And uh, well, but, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing, J-Mac. It's like when did we get to the place where it's everyone's birthright that they get to play for a championship? That's fair. That's entirely fair. Uh, you know, Clyde Drexler that, and, and that group got them there in the 90s, I think, twice. I mean, I was... Got them to the finals. Yeah. To the finals. And you had one of the all-time great teams uh, with... Uh, Scotty Pippen uh, and the one that lost Scottie to Scotty Pippen yeah. and that... Yeah, and that whole crew. I mean, that was a dynamic. Bonzi Wells, uh, Brian Grant. I mean, that whole crew, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Rasheed Wallace, that, that, that was a, a a great team. And it's... You know, there, you can go back through the history of the NBA. There's these these certain junctures where two teams are great at the same time, mm-hmm. and one goes one direction, 
and one goes the other. And the Portland Trailblazers, unfortunately, have always been the team so far that has gotten to that that precipice, and they're the team that gets close but doesn't seal it. Whereas I think it was once the Lakers Mm. uh, with that 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 game and then um and then san antonio very similar you know san antonio was right on the brink they end up going forward the blazers end up falling off yeah. all right we'll wrap up with a quick nba finals question i don't know rick are you in the camp that the the suns are still in control here or have the bucks who look great at home dominating the offensive glass dominating fast break points um i, I can the bucks role players Connaughton. Uh, sorry to call Middleton a role player, but he hasn't played well yeah. on the road at all. Can they yeah. do this in Phoenix in Game Five and it really take a stranglehold of the series? It's the biggest question without, and you've, you've pinpointed it. It's the it's the role players. Uh, it's also Chris Paul. If you look at his plus minus differential between the road and home during the playoffs, it's massive. It's like plus twelve at home. It's minus twelve uh, on the road. And so the the hope that Chris Paul can have a, a rejuvenation here in Game Five, uh, there's some statistical reason to believe that that's possible. But I I look at what the Bucks did have done in every series. When they started on the road, they've they haven't been well. When they when they get go back to a team to a city on the road, they're a different team. They were a different team when they went back to Atlanta. They were a different team when they went back to Brooklyn. Um, and I just look at some matchups here that I don't know how Phoenix counters right now. The Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-man game versus Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. I'm taking Milwaukee. And if you give me Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton versus Giannis Antetokounmpo and uh, Drew Holiday, two first-team all-defensive players, Mm. I'm taking the Bucks in that Ooh. matchup too. So if it comes down to a close game, I like what Milwaukee's going to be going to, and I like what Milwaukee is going to defend with. And I just don't know that that offensive rebounding is going to change. They've dominated that category in every single game. Even in game one, yeah. it wasn't as great, but it was still 18 to 11. That just that you don't have to be as efficient. Yeah. You're just getting you're getting way more bites of the apple than than the other team. It's it's hard to overcome that. It means you got to play you got to play defense longer, and they're probably getting second chance opportunities right at the rim. Yeah. And that's just that's difficult. And all of this is assuming that Chris Paul can be some semblance of the Chris Paul that we saw mostly in game one, a little in game two. But since Drew Holiday has been on him, he has not been the same player. Yeah, totally agree. All right, Rick Buecher, you can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. All right, Rick, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the game tonight, man. You got it, J-Mac. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, did you guys see the sad news? Biz Marquis, the great rapper from the late 80s, early 90s, passed away Um I have a story about that song, Just a Friend. Uh, I'll tell that next. I know you guys like that. But enjoy spotlight comfort and save big on your water bill with a Navian tankless water heater. Go tankless with Navian. You can save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Coming up next year, Fox Sports Radio. Ever, you guys ever get in the friend zone? It's not, not a fun place to be. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go to Isaac Lohenkron first. 
Let's what's trending. I think I was in the anchor equivalent of the friend zone for a minute. There. There's a great skit about that on Saturday Night Live, by the way. I yes. just throw that out there. Round three of the British Open. Good morning, Jason. Underway. Louis Oosthuizen has the lead at 11 under par. Two shots ahead of Colin Morikawa, who's in the golf friend zone right now. They will tee off about 25 minutes from now. Jordan Spieth, three shots back. He'll tee off about 15 minutes from now. Dustin Johnson, four off the lead. He'll tee off in about five minutes. Olympic organizers confirmed today that a person staying in the Olympic Village in Tokyo has tested positive for COVID. The person was not an athlete and was identified as games-concerned personnel who came from outside of Japan. Also today in Japan, Germany's men's soccer team walked off the field with five minutes remaining in a pre-Olympics match against Honduras due to alleged racist abuse directed at German player Jordan Turunaiga. The Honduras team tweeted that it was a, quote, misunderstanding, unquote. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the San Diego Padres scored a franchise record 24 runs in a 24-8 victory at Washington. Jake Cronenworth of the Padres hit for the cycle in only six innings. Will Myers hit two home runs, including a grand slam. Tommy Pham had four hits, including a home run. In Oakland on Friday night, the A's trailed Cleveland 4-3 when Jed Lowry was at the plate with one man on in the bottom of the ninth inning. Here it is to Jed, a high fly ball to right. Ramirez going back at the track, right to the wall, looking up. God, and the A's have won it. And the Athletics have taken a 5-4 win over Cleveland. Jed Lowry hitting one out of the friend zone. Jason, back to you. Oh, look at Isaac. Look at that. All the all the friend zone references. I love it. Um, thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, I was looking at... Uh, the Bismarcky News, and I was looking at his catalog of songs. It's Just a Friend came out in 1989. I could probably rap 97% of the song right now just because, you know, us guys who grew up on, like, late 80s, early's rap, or early 90s rap, you know, you had to, like, tape the song. You, you didn't have, I, there was no phones to just replay it over and over. You had to actually tape it. You couldn't, like, go on the internet and find lyrics. Internet wasn't really available back then. Um... But the song, every time I hear it, it reminds me of sixth grade. And that was the first time I, I tried to make this girl my girlfriend. And I, like, asked her, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? You know, we were tight. And we would, like, talk on the phone frequently. And my wife knows the story. So don't. Uh, this is not, like, a big thing. Oh, you need to send me messages. I can't believe you told that. Guys, I've been a truth teller on this Saturday show for six years. What do you think? I'm going to go out and, and lie or hold anything back? So... You know, we sat close to each other in class. We passed notes. I was like feeling like, oh, she's into me. This is great. And then I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? She goes, no, no, that's okay. I think we're better as friends. And I was just devastated. Like, totally shook. Um, And I I listened to Just a Friend, Biz Marquee, tons of times. And I was trying to figure out what I did wrong. Um, And then, you know, looking in hindsight, it was nothing I did wrong. She just... Didn't think of me as boyfriend material. Um, now, the funniest part is this girl is out here in L.A. Um, I, she doesn't live near me. I haven't seen her. I think she was maybe at our high school reunion. Um, uh, it, I think she's divorced. She went, was like a gymnast at Ohio State. Something along those lines. But the, the, I think the rejection that we get toughens us up and makes us harder. Right? It, it, it gets us better. Like, 
I've always thrived off of rejection. And the story that I've told a lot on this show was when I started the website that I ended up selling and, you know, got me on this track to where I am today. I mean, the reason I got this radio show six years ago was essentially because of failure. I had an interview at ESPN, the magazine. I was living in Brooklyn with the girlfriend. Now, now she's my wife. And I had an interview at ESPN, the magazine, and I had prepped everything for this interview. I was totally ready. I had two friends. They were actually dating and ended up getting married. Um, my roommate and this girl. And um, they worked at ESPN, the magazine. They got me the intro. And I went and crushed the interview. And I was totally ready for everything. And the guy's like, you know, Jason, you you know a lot about sports. You know a lot about this magazine. You know a lot about me. You're well-researched. And he hit me with a friggin' curveball. As I'm feeling myself in the interview, like, ah, got a good shirt on, got the tie. I'm ready. I'm rolling. And he goes, tell me something interesting that does not involve sports. And I was just like frozen. I was like, whoa. What? Uh, this is a sports magazine. Like, why wouldn't you want to talk about sports? And I was frozen and I really clammed up and I resorted to a pretty weak answer. Uh, I had a couple plants in my little dingy apartment in New York City and they were dying because, of course, I'm not watering them and they're not getting a lot of sunlight. And my dad told me, hey, Jason, here's like a little trick. Go buy some Epsom salt from, uh, you know, CVS or whatever and put it in the plant. And it will revive it. And I was like, all right, dad, you know this stuff. I don't. You grew up on an island. Uh, you know all this stuff. And of course it works. So, I mean, with, you know, in an interview process, you've only got a few seconds. You can't sit there and hem and haw for 90 seconds. And I used that. And the guy was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But like the interview ended shortly after that. And I knew I wasn't getting it. And I walked outside of the building. I'll never forget. If you guys know New York City, Bryant Park was where the ESPN, the magazine offices were. And I walk outside and I just look straight up at the sky and I'm like, dang it. Except with some bad words. I'm not getting the job. And I called the wife and I said, you know, it was going great. And then I bombed. This stinks. I have to keep doing the website. You know, I was, I was basically working two jobs. I was working at Us Weekly, uh, this celebrity magazine. And then I had started the website on the side anonymously. But it wasn't making money. And I told her, she's like, you're just going to have to keep doing the website. It's doing well. This is, this is a bigger deal. And she was like positive about it. And I was super negative that I couldn't get this awesome job. Well, keep doing the website. It pops within like six months to a year. And next thing you know, it sells. And I'm in demand. And I get the radio show. Like all of it stemmed from failure. Um, you know, I, we get lucky in life. I'm gonna, I've got a couple of these stories ready in the chamber for later today. But I just want to tell you guys. I failed with that girl in sixth grade. She would, Next year, I got um, a girl to be my uh, girlfriend. She was awesome. Um, I screwed that one up, too, just for the record. Um, but failure is good. And there is a story that I'm going to weave next about Giannis and failure. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Failure is a, is an interesting thing because when you're in the midst of failure, it's like the worst thing ever. It stinks. And there's always something better down the line. And the story I just told about, uh, you know, failing with a girl in sixth grade, failing with a job interview. Um, like, 
it, failure really helps us in the long term. Uh, Giannis is a great, great story about that right now. Guy wins two MVP awards. And then he fails in the playoffs twice. And all we do is, you know, I'm, I'm sure I bashed him plenty here. Um, we bashed Middleton. Um, we don't think they can win a championship. And now Giannis is two games away from being a champ. You know, as long as you take the failure the right way. Now, a guy like Richard Sherman, a story that I don't feel very comfortable talking about. Um, but we'll touch on it later. We have a guest coming up. Um, like Richard Sherman had a, a lot of failure right before the draft. Um, it ends up going in the fifth round. Everything falls into place. Boom, boom, boom. Guys ahead of him on the depth chart fail, fall through. And then he gets his, gets his chance and dominates. And now Richard Sherman is at the tw- at the end of his career. I don't know what's going on personally with him. It sounds like there are some demons and things are not going well at all. And it, like he's going through it right now. Now, how can he rebound from this? I'm sure that one of the TV networks will give him an opportunity within the next year, assuming that, you know, more negativity doesn't come out. But I, I think the other thing failure does is it, actually really does a good job of putting you on a path to success. And again, I'm not some guy sitting up here talking like I'm the richest guy in the world and I know how to get you rich because anybody who tries to tell you how to get rich quick, like that doesn't exist. The, you know, the elevator to the top is out of, out of order. You got to have to take the stairs. You got to go the hard way. But I, I do believe what my failure did at that ESPN, the magazine interview is it helped me turn kind of myself into a business. And, you know, I know the website was the big lead and I was doing it anonymously, but as soon as I put my name on it, I kind of branded myself. Oh, that's Jason McIntyre. Because that's the fastest way to wealth in America is becoming your own brand and having your own business. And, you know, Giannis is a perfect example of that. You know, Giannis is a skinny kid from Greece. I think Fran Frisella joked that he was two years away from being two years away uh, at the draft, which is one of the all-time great NBA draft lines. And this guy was in like a low division in Greece playing basketball. Comes over here skinny and awkward. And all of a sudden, by year three, the guy puts in work, that immigrant mentality. And he starts to take over the league. And like, oh, this guy's something. And now he's the Greek freak, and now he's a supermax guy, and he's two wins away from a title. That block he had on DeAndre Ayton, when it happened, I instantly said, that's the greatest finals block since LeBron's chase down of the Iguodala layup. Giannis made himself into a business. Now you are, on an individual level, putting your name out there when you become your own business. Like Giannis, you got to face the criticism. And that's going to come with it. As long as you take on accountability by putting your name out there, that's how you can pop. Now, a lot, of, it's, a lot of people aren't built for it. I had some guy who is a total jerk and egomaniac try to tell me that he wasn't sure I was built for putting my name on stuff and having strong takes. And he's now basically out of the sports business. He, saw, he thought he was like God's gift. Uh, this guy's like the worst person I've ever had to work with. Um, it, it, just a total clown and he tried to tell me he was built for this and like two years later you know he's out of the industry because he he just 
totally misread everything. But there are similarities in life to um, like Giannis and failure. I, I just love it all. And the NBA Finals are tonight. Uh, coming up next, hour number two, my final Saturday show here on Fox Sports Radio. Fun will be had. Hour number two here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope everybody's weekend's off to an awesome start. We're getting close to the end of the NBA season. We're getting close to the Olympics. I thought Iowa Sam would toss in a yawn noise there for the Olympics. I don't know. Iowa Sam, you fired up about the Olympics? Mm. There we go. There's the yawn. Really. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, is, Michael Phelps is not in it, right? Uh, Michael Phelps is not in this. Uh, yeah, I think he's done. Like, I, I don't know a lot of the Olympians. You guys know how it is. When the Olympics hit, people get kind of excited because you're watching it. But it's a tough sell on the tape delay, man. That That's a real difficult one. Obviously, I watch the basketball. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you what sports are in the Summer Olympics. I think track and field, you know, because we've seen a lot of that. Um, and there's a very... Um, there's a couple very good stories on the track and field side. I do love that. I, I still think one of my favorite Olympic memories from track and field was, I think it was the U.S. men's either 4x100 or 4x200. It was like, I think the guy's name was John Drummond, and they had a, three other dudes. And these guys were just so cocky and arrogant and obviously fast. Um, they win the gold, and then they just like, you know, they're wearing those singlets and they would just take down the top and they're shredded and they just start flexing, you know, it's just, it was just awesome. It's just like, we're bragging. We're the fastest people on the planet. We won, you know, and here we're just going to show off our muscles and look cool. Like that's a memorable moment. You, you, that, that's not, you know, we, we only last on this earth for a tiny, uh, somebody called it a mustard burp. That's the length of our time on this planet. And then we're gone and earth keeps going. And that memory of guys in the Olympics, Winning the gold and then just flexing at the finish line, you know, cocky as hell. That's going to last forever. Um, I don't know if I if I will do anything that lasts forever. Maybe. I mean, I don't really care because I'm gone. Why would I give a rip? Um, but, uh, you know, NBA Finals legacy can be made maybe tonight. Does Chris Paul get redemption? There's good storylines. It's funny. I, Saturday night in the middle of July and there's an NBA Finals game? Like, they screwed up the schedule, and I had heard somewhere that the reason that they added a day between games three and four was because they didn't want to go head-to-head with the Major League Baseball, I think, All-Star game. And then came the WNBA All-Star game. And now they're trapped in this weird down cycle where they have game five, the most pivotal game in the series, is on a Saturday night in July. This is primo travel time. Beach time, I don't know anybody holding off on on travel or any exciting trips so they can watch the NBA Finals after the Lakers were in it. If it was Lakers-Nets, I mean, I think it'd be appointment viewing, but you got to have that on Sunday. You can't Saturday. I mean, you know, our Saturday's kind of packed. My, uh, You know, one of my kids, well, both of my kids are in, in uh, summer league basketball. My daughter is in a co-ed league. First girl to score a bucket in the rising third grade division, uh, second and third. Uh, this summer scored an auto offensive putback. If you guys follow me on the gram, I posted that uh, along with a bunch of other nonsense. Um, but yeah, like it was, it got the whole crowd hyped, you know, like, listen, uh, uh, the uh, boys are a little physical and aggressive and I'm just proud. My daughter's in there and and, she's, uh, I, 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 I think I've talked about this. 
it's cool when you can, your kids get old enough that you can send them texts and then they're still up for responding. I do know that when they get to be like 12, 13, 14, they don't respond to your text or it's an emoji answer. But like I text the kids during the show, hey, did you wake up? Did you eat breakfast? You got to get some shots up. Do the dribbling drills. I put them through certain dribbling drills, uh, you know, like day of game, day before game. Yes, I'm that nerdy dad. I do, I, I'm not under the impression, like some dads that I know, I'm not going to name them here on the show, but I'm friends with them and some of them listen, who think that their kid's going to the NFL or the NBA or whatever. I'm not under any illusions of that. I am a realist. I understand their limitations. I understand uh, neither of their parents, me or the wife. We didn't play professional sports. We didn't play college sports. I didn't, like, I was a really good youth athlete, but I can, I have no problem admitting I, I didn't really get bigger. I was a late bloomer, so a lot of other kids got big, you know, Seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, kids are getting huge. I'm staying the same size, and I just could not hang physically with them. Now I can hang physically with anybody, uh, my age group, you know, 35 to whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't expect my kids to be big-time athletes. But the value in sports is massive. And I try to explain this to people. Like, it's, it's weird. A lot of parents, even, you know, my oldest is going to fifth grade. They're already saying like, well, you got to start specializing so your kid can play club and travel. And I'm like, guys, like that goes against a lot of what the professionals and the experts in the field say. Play as many sports as you can. Have as much fun as you can. Playing multiple sports gets different parts of the brain unlocked. If you just do baseball, are you going to get the footwork that you would get in soccer and basketball? And, and vice versa, like doing football is good. Some of their kids are already being pulled out of sports so they can specialize in certain sports. I, I just think that's insane. And you're going to drive the kid to burnout. So, yeah, I just that's just one aspect of it. But I, I push the kids into sports because you want to talk to anybody who went to like a Harvard business school, uh, attended top schools and have good jobs, making a lot of money and are really successful. People that are hiring in the position of hiring, they want to see people, they love people who played sports because it shows the ability to be competitive. You know what it takes to win. Are you going to do it? You know the time and effort you got to put into practice to play sports. You can't just show up game day and expect to be great. You've got to practice and work hard toward a goal. And then there's teamwork, working well with others. Are you a team player? Do you know how to share the basketball? Do you know how to defer to someone else? Do you know how to set screens to unlock people? You know, strategy, teamwork, all this stuff matters greatly. And if you can get that foundation early playing sports, whether it's, hey, man, I need to dedicate myself to work hard toward this. I need to work hard toward a goal with a common goal with other team members. Sports has that. And that's why when you go to try to get an internship, and you try to apply to college, they want to see a very diverse person who has done a lot of stuff. They want to see that you are a team player in way more aspects than just one. And, I, you know, like it's great to play t individual sports, tennis, golf. Yes, all that stuff matters. That's great. But there is so much value in team sports, even if your kid's not a star. I was never a star growing up. I mean, there was a moment where I was a star in soccer, like a brief year or two where I was really, really good. And like made all-stars and then got picked up on a club team. But the reality was, yeah, I was an average at best basketball player in like middle school. Um, and I couldn't even make our high school team, you know. I was like super small. 
and couldn't make it. And now, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have this where you are, but like we're in a community where there's multiple elementary schools, there's a middle school, there's a high school or two. And essentially they set up a tournament where parents play soccer against each other, softball, and there's a basketball one. And, you know, you've got to be the, if you're the captain of the basketball team, you've got to wrangle the dads to come and play in the tournament. And like, for me, this is everything. I love this. I love this stuff. This is great. And then, of course, there's a couple dads who go to my kid's school um, who play professional sports or college sports. For instance, my kid goes to elementary school with uh, Nomar Garcia Parra's kid. And Nomar's wife is Mia Hamm, who's one of the greatest women's soccer players ever. Um, and so the parent soccer tournament's coming up. And a dad says, well, Jason, you know Mia Hamm, right? I was like, not really. <laughs> we need her on our soccer team. We won the championship in 2019. We need Mia Hamm. I was like, do you really think Mia Hamm's going to come play? Um, and for basketball, there's a guy who played at Purdue. And his kid is in a low grade. So I tried to get him out to play in our pickup games. He's like, oh, man, I'm done basketball. I was like, what are you talking about? You played at Purdue. Now, he wasn't a star. You know, maybe average like three points a game as a senior or something. You know, but he was on a high-level college basketball team, walk-on turn scholarship guy. We have um, a former NFL player. I'm not going to say his name. I'm friendly with him. We need him on the basketball team. You know, like I'm into this stuff, and I want to show my kids – the value of just being part of a team. And I, I personally love it. Uh, I'm having as much fun in my life as I've ever had. And I'm sure a lot of people are asking, well, why are you giving up the radio show? And, uh, you know, guys, I like I said last hour, I've been a truth teller forever. It's part of what got me here where I am right now. And I think without question, I wanted my goal, you know, when I first got into radio was I, I want a five-day-a-week radio show. I would love that. Well, the path to that is start a weekend show, pop, and then you get the weekday show. And a funny thing happened on my way to wanting a five-day-a-week show. This thing called podcasts really started to pop. And people are building podcast networks. People are starting to pay big money on advertising for podcasts. And Fox Sports Radio, about a little over a year ago, it was at the Super Bowl in Miami, was when they approached me and they were like, hey, we want to start a daily podcast. Are you interested? I was like, of course. So essentially, the dream of a five-day-a-week radio show changed to, well, why would I want that when I can do a five-day-a-week podcast from my house? That's it. That would be incredible. It's perfect. And so, like I said, like this whole like, hey, that tweet aged well. Well, I mean, think about it. Four years ago, I was like, yeah, I would love five-day-a-week radio show. And then two years ago, Podcast. I mean, Bill Simmons sold some podcast network to Spotify. What was the number for, uh, Sam? Like $70 million? Insane money. There's a lot of money to be made in podcasts. So all of a sudden, you adjust your goals because you realize, oh, things are different. I don't have to come into the studio to do the podcast. I can do it from my home. I can book guests different hours. Like when you have a five-day-a-week radio show, you're locked in, you know, 12 to 3 or whatever the hours are. Right now... For my podcast, I can do interviews with anybody any time of the day. You know, I've got duties with Fox Sports, obviously, and FS1, and sometimes there are things where I, I, I absolutely can't do an interview. But more often than not, it's like, oh, yeah, 10.30 in the morning? Let's do that. Um, I can't do 12. i got to pick up my kids from camp. I could do 
And like the game's just constantly changing and we have to evolve along with it. Uh, what's the saying? Evolve or die, adapt or die. Like things are changing. I'm going to change with it. And since I got the five day a week, you know, podcast, when you look at football season, folks, and again, first world problems, not digging ditches. It's, it's fun work. It's not exactly hard work, but five day a week radio show. We're doing multiple shows, uh, digital gambling shows for Fox Sports. You know, I go on the TV shows at Fox or FS1. Uh, by the way, I'll be on um, Speak for Yourself coming up and Undisputed. You know, the, the backing of the fill-in guys crushing it. And it's a lot of fun. Like, when they call, I got to be ready. Um, so I got a lot going on. And it's like, well, what are my weekends going to be like during football? Because Sunday, obviously, you know, you do the gambling show right before NFL. And the only room for change for me was dropping the Saturday show. And it frees up and unlocks my Friday nights. Not that I'm a big booze guy. I mean, I mean, we could talk about that if you guys want, but like I was saying, you you're you're a pretty young guy. Like, I was a party animal in college and afterward, right? What am I doing partying now? Like, I'll have fun. But like getting hammered and just wrecked, like that doesn't appeal to me now like it did when I was like 22 because I, I didn't know how to, I, you know, I was a little nervous around the, the attractive women. So I needed that liquid courage. Um, but like, are you getting hammered like now like you were before at Iowa? <laughs> I mean, it just depends on the night, I guess. You know? What do you mean? Dep- so, so there are nights where you're like stumbling around hammered. I mean, I don't know. I always say I hates it when I put him on the spot. I figure this is my last show yeah, uh, on a Saturday. Way, now, I will be working wow. with him, I'm sure, in the future. Because I will be still filling in Dan Patrick's show, uh, Gottlieb show, Odd show. Couple, whatever. You didn't know about this? I didn't know about it. And I just found out and I'm stunned. Wait, when when did you, like, literally just in the last hour? Yes, that's correct. I, I didn't, I guess I should have mentioned it to you. Um, yeah, we made the decision uh, probably a week or two ago and talked to the big bosses about it and, like, it just, it'll feel good to get Saturday mornings back. Um, I know some of you are saying, I'm ruining your Saturday morning routine where you get donuts or you go play basketball or you go to the grocery store or whatever it is. Um, but I still have a five-day-a-week podcast, and I think some of the elements that you guys like from this show, I'm going to do more of on Straight Fire. Obviously, subscribe to that. Um, but yeah, I was saying you had no idea? I had no idea, and... Um... It's crazy because this, you know, I was your technical producer when you were out uh, living outside of Philadelphia. And yes, sir. Uh, six years ago, I, I was Sam was from the beginning. And you, uh, we'll wrap up before we go to the next segment. The funniest part um, was that, like, the first few radio shows I did, I thought in some capacity I had like a say in what the bumper music was. I don't know if you remember this. I was saying. I mean, you always do if you really want to. You well, can. I would. I would like think of songs that I want as bumper music and send it. There was a guy named Danny G who I think went on to do Clay Travis's show. Yep, yep. And then another here. one. And like, I think for like the first six months, I would send, "Hey, here's the songs I would like as bumpers music." And he just never really replied. And I got the memo eventually when he would not play the songs, and I didn't say like, "Hey, why aren't you playing the stuff I asked?" Like. I just figured, okay, I'm new to radio. I guess that I thought that's how it worked. I get to pick the music. I'll just shut up now and stop sending you emails about it. Um, but yeah, like I've learned so much. It's it's fun. It's awesome. It's but listen, 
you got to go on fun joy rides in life. And this has been incredible. And again, I'm not done doing radio. Um, I'll still be filling in. Uh, it's just that the duties are many right now. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to say COVID has uh, last year and I did not contract COVID just to be clear. Um, got me seeing like, I, I've just gotten way more philosophical, like uh, uh, listening to podcasts on philosophy. And I picked up a couple books on philosophy and like, I guess I'm just thinking differently now being out here, crunchy California guy, as opposed to, um, Northeast Jason, which was grind, 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 work, 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 make money, make money. Like it's a little different now, but coming up next year on Fox sports radio, we got a great guest. Dude, he broke a massive story this week. It's awesome. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back back here on Fox Sports Radio. I feel like I know this song, or I should know it, but I don't. Um, we got an interesting guest coming up now. He is the author of a book called Can't Knock the Hustle. His name is Matt Sullivan, and... He dropped kind of a bomb, I think, on uh, on social media, on the NBA this week. Uh, Matt, how are you, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, uh, thanks for taking the time. Like, uh, when I first saw your tweet, I was like, whoa, whoa. Let me, let's start here. How much heat did you get, A, for this book, uh, and B, like, how much heat did you get this week from people on social media? I think this is the unvarnished truth that we don't see a lot from, you know, your typical NBA writers, as much as I love them, are out there talking about X's and O's and the daily operations and, you know, minor soap operas of the NBA. I think I got really under the hood. And, you know, we're talking about two of the most overcovered, but also some would say overdramatic superstars in the NBA and KD and Kyrie. And so there's a lot of, I guess people have been calling them bombshells in this book, precisely because I haven't let any cats out of the bag for two years of deep reporting with, you know, 400 plus interviews. And now those cats do come out of the bag, and I think I tweet about it. And look, Kevin Durant's tweeting back at me. Yeah. I, and, and these are conversations that, you know, maybe he and Steve Kerr thought it was private when they went out for a drink. And Kerr told them, you know, stop worrying about the haters. F it, just like LeBron did. And then Steve Kerr, a couple of years later, you know, especially the third year with the Warriors, he says, I could see the strain on his face every day, especially that third year, just all day. It was really, he was staring into that phone all the time. And so that, and a lot of other, you know, more current moments, I think got under the skin of some of these guys, but it's the unvarnished truth and they're clapping back, but they're not questioning the reporting. Yeah. I, I love the truth telling uh, some of the, I haven't read the book yet, but some of the stuff I've seen is like, I got to read this book. Uh, and I got to say, you know, uh, Matt, it's weird. The, the guys who played in the 80s, the Magic Bird, the guys who played in the 90s, Jordan, they never had to deal with the social media aspect. This has really changed the game. I, I think it, we've seen in the NFL how it impacted Baker Mayfield. Right. Um, and, and, like, he had to he had to admit, like, I, I, I need to stop doing this. It's getting in my head. <laughs> and the NBA players, I feel like, are impacted more than any other sport. Like, baseball, I don't know. But, the like, NBA Twitter's a thing. It's a bunch of idiots on think they know NBA talking. But the players let it get to their head. And I've got to say, Kyrie Irving, I, I'm more worried about Kyrie than Kevin Durant, frankly. Uh, based on your reporting, what, what do you think of Kyrie Irving at this point? Is he probably going to just pull the plug on the NBA at some random point? I think Kyrie's had a lot going on since, let's say, the flat earth stuff, right? Where we all knew the heady dude, but maybe a bit too out there. 
he has in some ways in the couple, last couple of years come, shall we say, full circle <laughs> as really a man, a humanitarian, an activist. And I think he's trying to find those things really beyond basketball that move him. I mean, this goes back to like the summer of 2018 when he and KD went to Vegas with their entourages. Kyrie was rehabbing in Seattle in a crappy little gym with some other guys like Zach Levine. And Bill Russell rolls in low-key with his cane and starts telling stories around the campfire. And Kyrie starts to think about, you know, the racist or racial history of Boston fans. Is that kind of the team I want to champion? Mm. He goes to the Standing Rock Reservation where his mom's from. And then he's kind of connecting with his spiritual you know, headiness, and then his grandfather dies, who he was really close to. So even though he'd promised Boston fans he would stay for the long term, that changed things. And, and he would go on to tell KD, quote, anything I was doing in basketball from that moment, I didn't really care. And like that, Poofy was done with Boston, and he's moving on to all these you know, controversial topics. But I think he, he doesn't get the credit he deserves for really growing up as a guy and, and vocalizing why, you know, basketball is just a day job. But can you understand when I look at a guy and say, wow, you want a title with LeBron, now you want to get away from LeBron? Then you go to Boston, you're playing with really talented young guys and a coach, Brad Stevens, who's one of the better coaches in the league at the time. And you want out of that. And now you're in Brooklyn. And this past year, I mean, Matt, we're, we're talking about a guy who just went AWOL from his team twice. I think he went AWOL in some, re- in some respects for paternity leave in some respects for something he didn't communicate that well with the Nets about his needing some time away for very personal reasons, but also for political reasons. You know, that leave of absence was precipitated by the Capitol riot, by the lack of charges in the shooting of Jacob Blake, which you'll remember sparked the boycott in the bubble that a lot of people said Kyrie was right all along for boycotting the bubble. Hmm. He comes back, he gets caught, you know, maskless at this family birthday party that extends the absence, gets him a slap on the wrist from Nets management. He has to apologize. He comes back. You know what? He came back. He was protesting the national anthem. Low key, you know, maybe not a protest so much as just he's over it. He sits it out. He, KD, DeAndre Jordan, they disappear during warm-ups, layup lines. They happen to come back right after the anthem for the starting lineup. So it's just these little things that I've noticed and that I think also help me connect with these off-the-court issues with the Kyries and KDs of the world who are kind of sick of the rest of the media, as we can tell. Right. So, Matt, uh, is it a bad look for me to say something like this? And feel free to come after me. But, like... The entire team is working toward one goal, winning a championship. That's what you're here for, to win a title, right? I mean, I don't think you're just playing basketball for fun and making a lot of money. When Kyrie has all this other stuff going on, is his top goal to win a championship or is it not? I think he needs to be babysat a little because he's had a history going back to Boston of being maybe a little despondent, maybe a little checked out for a day, another day, kind Mm -hmm. of rankled some teammates there. Here in Brooklyn, that was kind of the deal, why, why, why he came, that there was a, a, a franchise that was ready for him or thought they were ready for him. <laughs> and he brought KD along with him, and I think they're still adjusting. Steve Nash was brought in to be kind of the opposite of Kenny Atkinson, who KD and Kyrie helped force out. Steve Nash's philosophy this year, and this, he didn't ever let this cat out of the bag himself, was, quote, protect the group. And that means insulate Kyrie from the media. Allow him to burn Sage on the court and don't say anything out loud about it. Allow him to go, encourage him to go on paternity leave and don't think twice when he comes back and and balls out. I think next year, if this dynasty is really going to take off in the way that Kyrie was envisioning two years back when I started embedding with this team, he's got to lock in on the court, stay healthy with the two other guys in the big three, and really start to put that legacy on the court 
maybe a little ahead, or at least even with his off-the-court values and appreciation. We're talking with Matt Sullivan, author of the book Can't Knock the Hustle. Now, Matt, explain to the audience what embedded with the Nets means. Um, first of all, like, uh, was Nash on board with this book? Was um, was KD, Kyrie, or did they? Did you, just being around the team, did they start to kind of, you know, be wary of you and what you were doing? So beginning with the quote-unquote clean sweep when KD and Kyrie announced their intentions to come to Brooklyn, even though, as we know, with tampering being kind of low-key taken advantage of, they'd been planning that since well before it had previously been reported until my book. And then I just kind of got a press pass. The Nets said, here, you know, earn their trust. We'll treat you like any other beat reporter. And I knocked down the door and I burst it wide open because I'm not any other beat reporter. And mm-hmm. I was talking to these guys before the protest last summer about police killings, which I have you know, experience with as a, as a non-sports journalist. And we started talking about activism, Kaepernick, about the influence of social media. And I think this is what, you know, got me invited to KD's house. It got, it got me in the DMs with Kyrie. He sent me 67-page Supreme Court decisions on indigenous land rights. I'm out there protesting in the streets of Brooklyn with these guys. I'm on Zoom with them doing meditation during the pandemic. And so I think the normal NBA reporting because of the pandemic actually has been relegated to Zoom calls that are almost like press conference propaganda, whereas I'm texting with these guys and getting the real talk from sources who I've developed over two years, and now the real truth is coming out. So now that it's coming out, how is KD and Kyrie handling it? Have you heard from them or their people? Are they unhappy with you? Are they not saying anything, or has there been any feedback yet? Well, look, KD tweeted about that passage in the book I was mentioning about uh, Steve Kerr kind of taking him out for a drink and and KD still looking at his phone. And you know, KD tweeted about this passage, not to refute it or anything, because I got both sides of the conversation and talked to 400 people. But he said that players interacting with fans should be encouraged. And the fact that Kevin was always on time to work every day and gave it his all should be more interesting than what he does on Twitter. And he's right. It, it should be. But the modern NBA, as we know, is about personality. It's about how fame reflects our culture. And so, of course, what KD does on Twitter is interesting. It's that elusive, quote, authenticity that we, you know, we hear so much about from famous people. And I think he's putting it in the feeds of, like, a 24-year-old teacher in Kentucky who KD went after once and who I interviewed. And this guy's like, well, I guess that Twitter fight changed my life. But doesn't Kevin Durant have something better to do with his time? Yeah. I, I will say, you know, like, I, I had gone on FS1, I think, 2017. Um and I, whenever they beat, they crushed the Cavs the first time, and I said that Kevin Durant was the greatest player in the NBA. He had passed LeBron as the best. He got the torch. And it's so funny because, you know, you tag Kevin Durant in this stuff thinking nothing, and then he sends a DM instantly. And he's open to DMing about, the, like, he's really online all the time. But he also can't seem to get over it, right? Well, I mean, the... he can't get enough of this idea that he was basically jealous of Steph in the Bay. I think another book put this out there a couple of years back. And even though my book doesn't waste a lot of time going back over exits and entrances that have been like covered ad nauseum, I did follow up on this Steph thing, just trying to put it to rest. And I spoke with Katie's longtime coach, his mentor, his godfather, this kind of OG yeah. named Stink, Stink Brown, who stays in Kevin's ear. And according to this confidant, Durant left the Warriors for three reasons. One, KD felt that Steve Kerr couldn't hold players like Draymond accountable. Two, Steph got all the love. And three, to quote Stink, Kevin said, they're not developing, they're not getting any better. So KD's out here on this whole Friday night Twitter rant, this Twitter live chat with Golden State fans, and he still refuses to answering this lingering question about his vibe with all the Steph adoration and that kind of lead up to the breakup of the Warriors super team. He just keeps blaming the media, going after that old book like he's gone after mine, 
But he refuses mm. to dispute my reporting. He's right. more interested in polishing his legacy than the unvarnished truth. Right. So, Matt, you say uh, he that he was upset that Kerr did not hold people accountable. What does that mean? What, can you define accountable? Is that on the court, off the court, practice habits? It's a kind of mysterious thing and hard to put your finger on this championship mentality. And KD got a lot of things from the Warriors, you know, that look on the court where they're all just in each other's head. And I think Steve behind closed doors is, is harsher than you'd realize, but Draymond was a favorite of his. And I think, you know, we've seen a lot of the lip reading between Draymond and, and KD on the court. And mm. look, they're still friends. They practice in some crappy gym in LA, you know, toward the tail, tail end of the pandemic. They, they had beef. They can get over it because the basketball brotherhood is real. But I think the Steve Kerr, Kevin Durant partnership didn't work out so well. And at the same time, he took that championship mentality to Brooklyn. He thought he could forge it with Kyrie, who'd also won a title, so they could get back to what they call the mountaintop. But they saw a coach in Kenny Atkinson, who's actually weirdly now back with Kerr as an assistant, and he didn't have that. And so they broke it down. They said, you don't have the practice habits. You don't have the experience as a former player. And I think KD really values that. And it's that search back to the mountaintop Mm -hmm. that's been elusive, and I think He's starting to find a bit of a, a GPS in that journey. Yeah, uh, this is great stuff, uh, Matt. Let me wrap up with this. Y- you know, it sounds like Draymond is the favorite of Steve Kerr, which may have irked uh, KD. Do you believe Draymond is the favorite of Kerr? And again, this is not really your book territory, but just you said it and it's interesting. Is that because Steve Kerr kind of made Draymond Green? Like Steve Kerr arrived and the Splash Brothers were incredible. Um, but Draymond Green was kind of the missing link. That's the only real thing that Steve Kerr changed outside. You know, I'm sure there was some stuff behind the scenes, but he made Draymond Green a superstar, right? I think what we see these days in the power dynamic shifting really since the decision, which I track in my book uh, 10 years since then, is the coach-player dynamic has completely flipped to the point where when superstars come in, you kind of just got to lean back and let them do their thing, protect the group, right? And so what even a really experienced title-winning coach can do these days is mold the other guy, the non-LeBrons, the non-KDs. And I think you know, when my book subtitles about the superstars of tomorrow, I think that's what you need to mold the championship team is the guy behind the guy so that the Giannis's of the world aren't the only player, right? So that you can mold uh, a pain or a, even a D book. And so those guys can be on the come up. And that's what good coaching is all about, even though superstars still rule the league. Yeah. All right. His name is Matt Sullivan. The book is Can't Knock the Hustle. You can follow him uh, getting in Twitter beefs with uh, a lot of Warriors fans at Sull, S-U-L-L, Duggery. Hey, Matt, congrats, man. This book sounds explosive. Well done, man. Appreciate you, man. All right. That was Matt Sullivan. It sounds spicy. You know I'm all about the Kyrie KD NBA drama. Love it. Uh, All right. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Who's the worst quarterback in the AFC North? Ooh, a surprise football question at AFC North. Think about it. And while you think about it, we're going to go to Isaac Lowenkron for what's trending in sports. Speaking of surprises, Jason, we actually have a little surprise for you. We have the audio of Kevin Durant from last night that you and Matt were just talking about. That is coming up in just moments. But first, round three of the British Open in full swing. Louis Oosthuizen still has the lead at 11 under par overall. He has parred his first three holes. But Jordan Spieth has now taken over second place because he's birdied two of his first four 
holes, so he is just one shot back of Oosthuizen. Colin Morikawa, who began the day in second place, has bogeyed one of his first three holes, so he has dropped three shots back at eight under par overall. Dustin Johnson parred four of his first five holes, but also has a bogey, so he has now dropped five shots off the lead in round three of the British Open. Olympic organizers confirmed today that a person staying in the Olympic Village in Tokyo has tested positive for the coronavirus. The person, not an athlete, identified only as games-concerned personnel coming from outside of Japan. Now, Jason, last night, as you and Matt were talking about, Kevin Durant hosted an impromptu half-hour audio chat on a Twitter platform called Spaces with random fans and it largely centered around Durant trying to refute all the controversies surrounding his time as a Golden State Warrior and his subsequent departure. So listen to this exchange from last night's audio chat and keep in mind Durant is not speaking with a reporter or a media member here but rather just one of the fans who was participating. Listen. Then just clear it up for us. Like, what? what Why do I have to clear up some fake moments? Well, then just tell us what was real. You don't got to clear up the fake one. Just tell us what Why was real. Why do I got to tell y'all what was real? Why do you feel obligated to uh, an explanation from me about what I do in free agency? Because that's what started the whole conversation. That's why people are curious. Well, I'm just asking why are you so curious and feel like I have to explain myself to you? Oh, you don't have to, but it's not going to the curiosity. So, so if I don't explain myself, you're going to listen to Ethan Strauss, though. Well, who else is listening to? asinine to me. This makes no sense to me. That's all I'm saying, yo. And again, just oh for context, gosh. the person who he was in the exchange with was not a media member. It's it was random. not a reporter. It was just a random gosh. social media Isaac, user. Isaac, isn't this sad? I'm such a big Kevin Durant fan, but like... He's, he just doesn't sound very smart saying that. He's like, why do you care? Why, like, oh, Kevin. I appreciate the fact that he's allowing himself to be so real and be accessible to the fans he, out but there. But he's not. Well, he's, he's coming on and just saying nothing. He's talking in circles. Sure. He, he He's accessible in a way that I don't think a, no other athlete hosts a random chat yes, true. to that extent, which I appreciate, but at the same time, I agree. It is sad in a way that, look, someone who's mind-bogglingly wealthy, internationally famous, literally, this is not an exaggeration. He could be driving a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. He could be eating lobster, anything he wants. He could be on vacation anywhere in the world he wants by private jet. But instead, and this is not an exaggeration, instead of doing any of that, he's hosting a random audio chat with people in their parents' basements on social media. That part to me is sad when he can be doing other things because of the resources he has at his disposal that could be a lot more fulfilling. Poor, poor KD. We may have to do a segment on this in the final hour. Thank you, Isaac. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Who is the worst quarterback in the AFC North? I want you to think about it. You've had some time. Um, I will give you... So the choices, in case you forgot who the heck is in the AFC North, your choices are, number one, Ben Roethlisberger, two Super Bowls. Number two, Lamar Jackson, MVP. Joe Burrow, 
played in nine NFL games. Baker Mayfield, one playoff victory. I'll ask it again. Who is the worst quarterback heading into the season in the AFC North? The answer, coming up right after the break. Who are you? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Boy, really good stuff there from Matt Sullivan. Super, super interesting book. You guys know, listen, I beat up on Kyrie Irving a lot. I defend Kevin Durant a lot. And uh, it sounds like after I read that book, I might flip-flop on those. Um, All right, so I asked the question, who's the worst quarterback in the AFC North heading into this season? And... Without question, it cannot be Lamar Jackson. He's definitely not the worst. He is not the worst quarterback. Yes, he's only one and three in the playoffs, but he's won the MVP. And if you're saying, you know, you get to pick a starting quarterback from this division, it might be Lamar. You know, it, c- it could also be uh, Joe Burrow. I know he's only played nine games. Don't give me quarterback record. It's one of the dumbest stats in the NFL. Joe Burrow. Two and seven, but 13 touchdowns, five picks. And he was in every game except the Ravens games last year. Joe Burrow looked great. And that was with no A.J. Green, right? Tyler Boyd was basically his, like, number one option. That Bengals team is going to be much improved. I know the coach is a question. The defense stinks. But Joe Burrow is not the, not the worst quarterback in the division. And, folks, I don't think you can say with Baker Mayfield last year getting Kevin Stefanski, getting in the playoffs, getting a playoff win, I mean, Baker really unlocked the genius of that offense. He can't be the worst quarterback heading into next year in the division. I think it has to be Ben Roethlisberger. Look at the trend lines. Lamar trending up. Joe Burrow trending up. Baker Mayfield trending up. Final 10 games last year. I'm sorry, final seven games last year. Ben Roethlisberger, 10 picks. I know they were undefeated midway through the season. He's got the elbow surgery. He got a reduced contract for this season. He had to take less money. He's 36. He's immobile. Every other quarterback in this division can can beat you with the with the legs. I don't know. Is that too hot of a take, Iowa Sam? That Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback in the AFC North heading into next season. I would just have to say by default it's Joe Burrow just because he doesn't have the, the tape yet. Well, but that's looking at what he's done. And in the NFL, yes, he has not done much. 2-7 and seven record. Uh, 13 picks, 5 interceptions. But we're looking forward. We're not looking past. It's like when the Lakers paid Kobe Bryant that insane contract. And it was basically like, hey, thank you for your service. We're giving you a ton of money and we're going to be mired in the basement for the next five years. No, I want to look forward. And if you can pick your quarterback in this division to quarterback a team this year, Iowa Sam, who are you taking? From that division? Rank them one through four. Who you're taking, yes. I think it has to go Lamar Jackson one. I, would I wouldn't s- put Ben in, in last. Because like that offense, it, it wasn't all his fault that they kind of ran out of gas. Like well, they also, the you're right, had no offensive line. The Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the league. But Joe Burrow's offensive line was terrible, and Joe Burrow made still made plays. I don't think Ben can make plays unless it's perfectly set up. Remember, they had to have him unload the ball as fast as possible. And that's not his style. He would wait throw it downfield. Right. 
He, and, you know, he needed some protection to get a big, you know, yeah. a big game downfield. You just look back at that Browns playoff game. At home, four picks. He was not good, guys. He just wasn't good. Second half of the season, very ominous. Now, I know that historically teams that do well in the second half don't automatically do well the next year. But you can look at how Ben performed, and it was just ghastly. And we're talking about with one of the best receiving groups in the league. Certainly like a top 10 unit. Maybe a top 5 unit. But I don't like what I saw from Ben. He's 36. I don't know what the secession plan is for him. Folks, I'm not bashing Ben Roethlisberger. He's had a great career. He's a Hall of Fame first ballot guy, no doubt. But heading into next season, he's the last quarterback I want from that division. And that's not a knock because, again, you've got an MVP. Baker Mayfield had coming off his best season. And I like to cut a Joe Burrow's jib. I'm sorry. And... The added draft. Uh, they got Jamar Chase in the draft, right? The LSU kid. I'm almost certain. Yeah. So now you got a great receiving core. You got a solid running back. The offensive line's not great, but Joe Burrow's talent is off the charts, guys. I'm starting to get excited for football. I dug, dug in deep this week, you know, because it was like the slowest week of the summer with uh, MLB All Star Game. We didn't even get to Otani. We haven't even covered Space Jam. Uh, we got some NFL COVID vaccination news. I, I tried not to go into COVID, but I think we're going to have to touch on it. Um, so final hour of my final Saturday radio show. I know you guys are excited. We have a great guest coming up uh, to talk about the Richard Sherman ugliness. Um, we got NBA Finals, Game 5 Best Bets coming up. Tom Brady, a lot of final stuff. Final hour coming up. Keep it locked here on Fox Sports Radio. We're having fun, baby! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying they, i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college you think yeah. i need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. High noon on the East Coast, ladies and gentlemen, 9 a.m. out here in L.A. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre, Fox Sports Radio. Final hour of my final Saturday show here on Fox Sports Radio. Kind of exciting. I don't know. I hadn't thought it would be a big deal, you know, when I thought, okay, I think it's time to pull the plug. But then Iowa Sam was just in here commiserating because we've been together here for several years now on the Saturday show. And again, you know, I think I talked about this on straight fire. Obviously, you know, if you're on iTunes, subscribe to that. Um, But like, you know, COVID really did a lot of interesting things in the last year because it made you, you know, you're sticking, you're sticking around your house, right? Uh, Around your kids doing homeschool. And you're starting to realize like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I'm really watching my kids grow. Like, I was just sitting there one day and my kid starts his little violin Zoom and he, you know, I'm not instrumental at all. My wife was in a band like, you know, in in middle school or whatever, maybe high school. And like, I just watching your kid play an instrument like, this is pretty cool. I get to watch my kid. Nice. And I started thinking (laughs) more and more, you know, like, it's good that I'm around them a lot, but weekends I'm not. As available because, you know, Friday night you got to go to bed early, prep for the show, get guests. And Saturday you got to wake up at 6. You're never there when they wake up Saturday morning. It's been six years. Uh, One year in uh, Pennsylvania and then now five out here since we moved out to L.A. in 2016. I just felt like, all right, I got a new deal, you know, at FS1. Uh, I got a new contract, which is always exciting. This is a tough climate. Um, And... Uh, I do the podcast straight fire. So I'm always adding jobs. This is the first time in a while I've I've willingly given up something. Um, 
and I and I've talked about this, guys. Being valuable to the company, like let's say you're trying to make an NFL team, and all you are uh, your entire life, you've only played center, okay? And they need you to fill in a guard. Well, you never played guard in high school. You never played guard in college. You never played tackle. All you know is center. How valuable are you? If all you can do is play one position. And so my goal since I got to FS1 is I'm going to do everything. And I went there and I'm pretty sure it was, you know, I got there in June of 2016. And when fall came around, I was like, you know, we should do like gambling videos for NFL and college football. And they were like, yeah, let's do that. And so we started doing them. And of course, they look at the numbers and they're like, holy cow, there's a massive market here. Yeah, there's TV. Yeah, there's radio. But digitally, we've got something. And so every year, I, I made myself the gambling guy at Fox Sports with NFL and college football picks. And some years are better than others. But we kept it going. And then we're like, oh, let's do it for the NFL playoffs. So should we do it for the NBA? Yeah, let's do that. And I'm making myself valuable. I came out here. I did the Saturday radio show. I said, guys, anytime you need somebody to fill in, I can do a Dan Patrick fill-in. I can fill in for Coward. I can fill in for Gottlieb and Odd Couple. So then I became a backup guy for radio. You need me anytime, I'm available. And then, you know, I was on a show at FS1. And then, obviously, other guys are going to go on vacations. They didn't have the deepest bench. I said, I know you guys usually have a fill-in host that is a woman who is kind of, you know, plays the mediator, if you will. What Have you guys considered maybe trying a host who also has opinions and can banter back and challenge and push back hard? It's different. No other show's really doing that. Every show had a woman kind of as a host. They're like, oh, we'll try that. So then they tried me on Undisputed, and now anytime Skip and Shannon are out, I'm, you know, filling in with Broussard and, and LeVar Arrington and whoever else is uh, on the show. And it's like, Everywhere you go, you should try to make yourself as valuable as possible so that when it's time for your contract, they're not like, oh, this guy does this. They're like, well, we can use him here and here and here, and he does this. And all of a sudden, you become kind of indispensable. And I'm not saying I'm indispensable. Obviously, everybody's dispensable. I don't care who you are. But you want to make yourself as indispensable as possible. And I kind of think I've done that in my career. Um and, and I do love radio. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I can confidently tell you nobody's ever really said, hey, Jay, you can or can't do that. Um, I kind of feel mostly the same way about the podcast, although the podcast is you know a little bit easier as I get to do it from home. And it's shorter than a three-hour radio show. But what I did notice once I started the five-day-a-week podcast, it's like, man, I'm ready to rock when it comes to Saturday. Like, I don't need to map out as much of the show because I just did five days worth of podcasts. Now, on an occasion where there was something popped on Friday night, that made it even more fun because we're the first to chime in. When big news broke on a Saturday morning, boom, we're there. We're, we're on it. And I will thank the powers that be here at Fox Sports Radio for um, giving, you know, I think I lobbied for the early time slot so that I could have my week, my Saturday still wide open. Um you know, go to the beach, weather's great, have my whole day. Um, now, of course, the only drawback is 
I'm a little tired, and I'm probably going to need a nap later today, uh, which is not awesome. But you know what? Hey, I'm, who's complaining? Uh, certainly not me. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm complaining. And I love working with the team here. Isaac, one of the best pros in the business. I low, as they call him. I mean, he's just money. I could go to Isaac now for a strong Otani take, and he'll have one. Um, I thought one of our one of my favorite moments recently was when Marv Albert announced he was out, and we just started playing Marv Albert clips from NBA uh, playoff memories. You know, Marv Albert basically the soundtrack of my NBA uh, youth. And that was great, Jason, because I personally appreciate this that you give us the freedom to contribute in our own ways, uh, Iowa Sam and and everybody else included. And you know. I'm glad that you brought up that particular day because we were able to capture that in real time. And even I had forgotten just how wide of a swath of sports history that Marv Albert provided the soundtrack to in the NBA, literally dating back to the 60s and 70s, and even in other sports like calling the David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl on radio. Yeah, Um, you know. Albert's gone, and they're, they're doing a lot of changes in NBA. I don't know. Where are you on Breen and Van Gundy? Like, I like them. Breen, Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson. But it's not like, I mean, other than Mike Breen's bang, you know, I, I kind of give or take. Or maybe it's just that the finals aren't that exciting this year. I don't know. I, I think that plays into it. I'm a huge, huge Mike Breen fan, and I think he has grown into the role because if you go back, you had the reign of Marv Albert, but then when NBC lost the contract, Marv Albert was out of the picture. So the first guy who succeeded Marv Albert, and you want to talk about tough shoes to fill, was Brad Nessler, right? Mm, I like him. It, yeah, it was it was Brad Nessler, phenomenal on football, the lead voice on the SEC on CBS, mm-hmm. but it wasn't exactly the right fit. So I think he only did one year, and then David Stern, and he was partly responsible for this, Al Michaels was brought in for a couple of years. And Al Michaels grew to love doing the NBA, but then he went to NBC when NBC got Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football left ABC and went to ESPN, and there was a big to-do about all of that. Mm -hmm. So when Al Michaels left... The, there was a big void there, and Mike Breen was brought in to fill the void, and it wasn't exactly a marquee addition to begin with. But starting in 2006, he made that opportunity his own, and now Mike Breen has done the NBA Finals on network yeah. TV more than anybody what? else, and he's wow. grown into the job. And uh, Let's put it this way. There are a lot of opinions out there about uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, both positive and negative, but I will say this. Having a three-person booth on basketball is next to impossible, but I give credit to Mike Breen for pulling that off. Yeah, Um I'm curious where you go. This guy really quickly faded away, but I will say maybe it has to do with what when I started listening to him. But one of the most underrated guys, I'll say, in sports announcing ever for me is a guy by the name of Ron Franklin. He would call college Mm -hmm. football Saturday nights. I know Iowa Sam knows him. College football Saturday nights in like the 90s and 2000s. And it he was just perfect. For whatever reason. Now, I did watch a lot of college football when I was in college, obviously. Um, and I don't know why, but I just love the the the, the cadence that he had. I, what happened to Ron Franklin? 
Is he? I mean, maybe he's passed away. I don't know. But are you a huge fan of his, Isaac? Well, he had a very, very distinctive voice. It was a very southern. Mm-hmm tinged voice. Um, what happened to him, there were a couple of incidents with his co-workers uh, in which he sort of, and one case was actually on the air when he addressed a couple of female sideline reporters in rather disparaging, oh. I would say... Did he get me too patri- it, no, it, it didn't have anything to do with sexual harassment. It was that he addressed two separate highly respected female sideline reporters including ones on the air in what I would uh, characterize as disrespectful patronizing terms Mm. and that uh, brought about his departure from the scene I want to say it was about a decade to 15 years ago yeah oh wow you're right yeah he was fired for me after making sexist comments oh that, that stinks uh, oh, well, but he did bring a wrongful termination suit against ESPN, and it was settled out of court. Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's mm-hmm. a yeah, he's a guy from Jackson, Mississippi. And I don't know, it just, listen, Vern Lundquist, obviously, it was incredible. Uh, college basketball, SEC on CBS. But I, I really think Ron Franklin's right there with him. And, of course, Musburger is maybe the gold standard, right? If you, if you, who's on your Mount Rushmore, Isaac, of sports announcers? And I'm just going to say in the... 1980 and up, because I don't want to go back into the 70s. Few people listening to this are probably in deep with the 70s announcers. But you can go any sport. Who's your Mount Rushmore of announcers? Boy, it was a it was a golden era, and obviously at the top you're going to put Vin Scully. But his last national broadcast, unfortunately, was way back in 1997. Uh, but aside from that, if you're talking about uh, national, you can't go wrong with Al Michaels, Jim Nance. Uh, Bob Costas, uh, that was really, truly the the golden age. And, of course, uh, you know, Fox's own Joe Buck. So we're at a— Summerall and Madden? Pa- oh, gosh, yeah, Pat Summerall it's and tough, John Madden. Man. The soundtrack of growing up on, on Sunday afternoons, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really tough. I, that, maybe that's like a good—that uh, could be a good segment, final final segment of the show. I, I would have to give it some more thought because if only picking four is super challenging because I like Ron Franklin a lot. He's not sniffing that. Um, does Vern Lundquist get a look? Maybe, but do you, can you split up Summerall and Madden? Because Summerall, like, there was nobody better at just straight being the uh, color, uh, the announcer. That's a great point because back in 1982, believe it or not, CBS held an on-air audition, as it were, as to who was going to team with John Madden. It was either going to be Summerall or the aforementioned Vin Scully. So Vin Scully did four games with Madden. Pat Summerall did another four games with Madden. And then CBS executives had to make the decision. The president of CBS at the time was a big fan of Scully because he felt Scully was the superior broadcaster. But everyone else voted for Summerall, saying that Summerall was the better partner for Madden, even though Scully was technically the superior Mm. announcer. And that's how we got Summerall and Madden. It was either going to be that or Vin Scully and Madden. Costas, Madden, Al Michaels for the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, here's here's another quick story about Costas. So when Madden was first going into broadcasting with CBS, CBS said, we're going to have you do a practice game in the L.A. Coliseum. You'll be up there. It's going to be on tape, not on the air. We've got this young kid who does some part-time stuff for us to, to partner with you. That was Bob Costas. Ah, yeah. Costas. 
Uh, yeah, Costas. Big. I, I, I'm a big Costas guy. Uh, Musburger uh, announcing. Like, I don't know how many how the audience feels about talking about announcers, but for me, it's it's always fun. I just uh-huh. like now that the weird part now is I don't listen to the announcers as closely. Like, you know, I got the kids. Um, I maybe have something else going on while watching these games. Now Sunday NFL, you got multiple games on. You're not listening to the announcers. You know. By the way, you've had Costas on the show, haven't you? We have had Costas, right. yes. I know him. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a funny Costas story after the break, but we, we'll come back. Um, actually, I, we got a guest coming up to talk about Richard Sherman's rough stuff. But just remind me, um, we will. We'll, I'll tell a funny Costas story um, that, that happened within the last year. And also, somebody just tweeted at me, what about Keith Jackson? Oh, gosh, nobody better on college football than Keith Jackson. Uh, it was legendary. Uh, But we'll talk about all that coming up here next on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Got a good guest coming up now. I'm sure you guys saw the Richard Sherman situation. Really ugly. And I've, you know, I've been consistent on this since I started the show six years ago. I don't love diving into some of these grisly um, legal topics without knowing all the information. So that's why we bring in a great, a great guest to uh, help decipher the madness. Let's bring in Amy Dash, Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. She's at Amy Dash TV. Uh, Amy, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. You know, this Richard Sherman topic scares me a little bit because it's almost like we're getting um, little portions of information about what went down at the, I guess it's his in-laws' house. Um, yeah. You know, you see a lot of conflicting reports. I don't know if the media fully knows Everything, I mean, you know, Richard Sherman's wife, some people are calling the ex-wife, and she's tweeting at them, listen, we're still married. You know, like, I don't know, Amy, right. how do you handle all this stuff when when a, when a high-profile guy like Sherman gets arrested? Well, first of all, I there were some 911 calls, and there was some video leaked, and then the police made a statement. So I really just based the information that I sort of pieced together like a puzzle from those types of verifiable sources, if I can hear exactly what's going on, if I can read it from the authorities, and then I watch the hearing, and they recitate the facts also during the actual Mm -hmm. court hearing. So that's sort of how I put together what happened. So what are we supposed to make of Richard Sherman? By all accounts, it it just sounds like he's unraveling and in a bad place. But then once you saw that video of him trying to break the door down, you're like, yee, that is not good. What's what's your read as a legal analyst? Well, what I learned is that back, I believe, in February, so it was months ago, there was actually a a court order that his guns be taken away because he was deemed an extreme threat to himself or others. So he was prohibited from having firearms. And I think that that may have saved some people's lives with this incident, because if he had had guns on him, um, and and by the way, we know that the father-in-law, when he was trying to get in and trying to you know, bang the door down. The father-in-law was armed with a gun and pepper spray is, is what I'm hearing from reports. So um, thank God the father-in-law wasn't drunk. Thank God he didn't bring a gun with him because what could have happened is if he had gotten inside, who knows, maybe the father-in-law would have drawn the gun just to protect himself. This is the problem with, with burglaries or any type of felony. If somebody gets killed in the commission of a felony, even if it's an accident, that could be life in prison without parole for the person who is the aggressor. So even if Sherman didn't 
bring the gun, and he was able to get through the door. First of all, the second he gets through the door, that's a burglary. You need unlawful entry. Thank God he didn't get through the door because he would have been charged with a serious burglary felony. And then if he got in and somebody got killed even or hurt even accidentally, he'd be facing some really – then it's first degree, and he'd be facing some really, really serious charges. Oh so uh, you can't mess around with that kind of stuff. There's a lot of rules in different states called felony murder rules. It's really interesting because even if, let's say, a homeowner, somebody tries to break into – someone's home. They don't bring any weapons with them whatsoever. The homeowner comes out with his own gun to try to uh, defend himself. And let's say the homeowner accidentally shoots himself. The burglar's still charged with his murder in some states. Mm. So it's it's very, very tricky, um, and you really should never commit a felony, because anything could go wrong. Now, someone like yourself, with the legal background, is in high demand right now. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go through the litany of NFL cases right now. The Frank Clark one, there's the Andy Reid's son who was uh, on the chief staff, and yeah. uh, I mean that story is just awful. But awful, you know. I don't know, Amy. Are we seeing? I mean, I'm not even going to touch the Dodgers pitcher Bauer, which is really, really an ugly case. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it's good for business for you, but at the same time, I don't, Amy. How do you personally handle having to to, to read up on all this really negative stuff? I don't know. That sounds well, probably like a weak question, but I, <laughs> no, like mentally, Amy, I mean, usually I'm just sitting here talking sports. I watch sports. I talk about it. I have takes. It's fine. I mean, you're reading these this court documents. So much, like, yeah, but it's, no, it's so much easier for me because I started my career as a general assignment reporter. I'm a lawyer. I went to law school first, mm-hmm. but then I went into general assignment and then I became a national crime reporter where I was actually going into prison and interviewing people. Um, and I was going to the homes of families who had had horrible tragedies, and it became really emotionally heavy for me. Dealing with these high-profile athletes who are worth, you know, they're still people, obviously. They're still going through stressful times, but I think it's a little bit easier than, you know, dealing with people who have their problems even worse and compounded by not having the financial resources to be able to defend themselves. Richard Sherman's attorney was excellent, and I think he did everything right at the court hearing. Richard Sherman is being remorseful. He's taking all the steps necessary, um, which looks like he's on track to do some sort of a plea deal. And he'll probably end up with community service and probation because he's a first-time offender. So uh, he's he's really got a leg up versus some cases where I've actually done reports to try to help people who have been wrongfully convicted or disproportionately punished. And, not, and, the, and part of that's because they didn't have the money to hire a good attorney. Mm. Jeez. All right. Uh, we're talking with Amy Dash, Fox Sports Radio legal analyst. Um, all right. So and this is, again, I'm sure people are going to get upset with me for asking this. But, Amy, are you of the opinion that Richard Sherman will be playing football at any point this upcoming season? Oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be resolved very quickly. And um, I think with his situation and with all of the situations that I cover with these athletes getting into trouble, they're really teachable moments because it helps the public understand what the law is. And how something that you may not think is, you know, that bad under the law, or maybe you have ignorance of the law and end up getting yourself into trouble. This is just sort of an educational way to say, hey, here's what you shouldn't do. Here's what the law says. Here's what it means. And so I think with Sherman, this is a perfect example because he was, you know, allegedly drunk. 
And one would think, oh, well, this is just a domestic scuffle with the in-laws, and, and it's not going to result in anything. Meanwhile, he could have, under the worst circumstance, been facing a burglary charge. And now he's facing a whole bunch of misdemeanors. Luckily, they're misdemeanors, so he'll be able to plead them down because of his lack of a criminal history. Someone like Frank Clark is going to have a harder time mm. because he might be facing two felony charges for gun possession in a state. And here's another thing that you can learn. The states have different gun laws. He was in a state in California where the gun laws are one of the strictest in the nation, so assault weapons are completely banned. Yeah. And so they don't really mess around there with that. Yeah. What He had an Uzi. Is he the one with an Uzi? Yeah. So first, yeah. Yeah. So it was two cases of uh, assault weapons, and then the second one was an Uzi. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, she is Amy Dash. You can find her on Twitter at Amy-TV. Knows all the legal ins and outs, the Fox Sports Radio legal analysts. Thanks a lot for the time, Amy, and have oh, a good weekend. It's my weekend. pleasure. All you right. too. Uh, oof, that Richard Sherman case is, oh boy, Amy breaking it down as well as anybody could. Um, but I, yeah, I, the only di- thing I would disagree on is I'm not sure he's going to play football. Like, I don't know who's touching him. At the, I think he's still radioactive, right? I mean, well, maybe it, it's cleared up quickly and, and he's able to play, but, uh, I, I just, I don't know where the appetite is. Like he seems, to, he needs to get right before he can get on the football field. All right, uh, coming up next, final half hour of the Saturday radio show starring me. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for what's trending in sports. Jason, real exciting third round already at the British Open today. Louis Oosthuizen is back in the lead at 12 under par overall after he just birdied his seventh hole. He had parred the first six, but until the birdie he just had on the seventh hole, he had temporarily fallen behind American Jordan Spieth, who's having a fantastic third round today. He has birdied four of his first eight holes. So it's Louis Oosthuizen with the lead at 12 under par overall. Spieth just one shot back at 11 under. Colin Morikawa, who opened the day in sole possession of second place, he has dropped to four shots back. Today he is one over through seven. Dustin Johnson today is three over through nine. He has now dropped all the way back to eight shots off the lead in round three of the British Open. Olympic organizers confirmed today that a person staying in the Olympic Village in Tokyo has tested positive for the coronavirus. The person was not an athlete, identified only as games-concerned personnel who came from outside of Japan. And in case you missed it earlier, we'll play it for you again. Last night, Brooklyn Nets superstar and noted social media aficionado Kevin Durant hosted an impromptu half-hour audio chat with random fans on this Twitter (laughs) platform called Spaces. It largely centered around Durant trying to refute all the controversies surrounding his time as a Golden State Warrior and his subsequent departure. So listen to this exchange from last night's audio chat and keep in mind, Durant here is not engaging with a reporter. He's not engaging with any member of the media, but rather just one of the random fans who is participating. Listen. Then just clear it up for us. Like, what? what Why do I have to clear up some fake moments, though? Well, then just tell us what was real. You don't got to clear up the fake one. Just tell us what Why was. do I got to tell y'all what was real? Why do you feel obligated to uh, an explanation for me about what I do in free agency? Because that's what started the whole conversation. That's why people are curious. Well, I'm just asking why are you so curious and feel like I have to explain myself to you. Oh, you don't have to, but it's not going to the curiosity. So, so if I don't explain myself, you're going to listen to Ethan Strauss, though. 
And by the way, Jason, that random fan that you just heard there, he's just been hired as a sideline reporter exclusively to deal with Greg Popovich. Uh, Look at that. So wait, Isaac, hold on. So he went, I wrote this down because Kevin Durant basically said, why do you care about fake rumors? The guy goes, well, we want to know what's real. He's like, why do you care? Well, Kevin, why are you answering questions? Like, what are you doing there? They are fans. They want to know. I mean, if you don't want to tell them, don't go here and engage with these guys. What are you expecting? I mean, what am I missing, Isaac? Uh, like, what is Kevin Durant hoping issue, to get out of it? The issue here is what is Kevin Durant missing because he has nothing to get out of that. He was the one who hosted the chat. And again, I admire his willingness to be accessible, but he could be doing so much else that's infinitely more satisfying. Yeah. Ke- Kevin Durant needs to get himself a, a girlfriend, a wife, something. Who are you? <laughs> are you serious? I'm dead serious, KD. I'm a huge KD fan. Like, I, he, I he's, I don't want to say he's hurting his brand, because again, this pops, then it becomes a news story. Kevin Durant said this, radio's talking about it, TV, podcast. So he's getting a pop. Uh, Isaac, we'll go to break. I, I, let me just, I, I'll tell you my theory on KD. All right, thank you, Isaac, for the uh, for the news. You bad? Back here on Fox Sports Radio. So my quick theory on Kevin Durant is that he saw what LeBron did when LeBron did the decision. LeBron leaves Cleveland for Miami. A lot of people hate LeBron for that. Burning his jersey, all that. But what did it do for LeBron's stature in sports? He became a massive star. Right? We all know the theory. They either love you or they hate you, but they're talking about you. If you're kind of in the middle, it's like, eh. Whatever. Instantly, when LeBron did the decision and went to Miami, everybody hated him. But it raised his profile. And LeBron is confident in himself. He's got his high school sweetheart. LeBron's got his kids. He's He's got an escape. So he's not on social media all the time. I don't know if he had that escape in the finals in 2010 or 11. Whatever the first year of the finals was when they lost to Miami. It was pretty clear that LeBron didn't have the escape then because it was in his head and mental and just, you know, they lost and he was bad. But after that, smooth sailing. Went to the finals eight straight years, I believe. The reality is, and I like him, I, Kevin Durant doesn't have that outlet of wife and kids. At least not that I'm aware of. He might be married. I, I, it's not really public. But you could see at the end of the day, LeBron goes to his wife and his family. And obviously he likes sports. And they've got a lot of stuff going on. LeBron's doing movies. He's got businesses. I just read a story where LeBron's company, this whatever this company is that puts out the barbershop and all that, is worth like $600 million or something. And he might sell a chunk of it. Guys, I'm telling you, you might hate LeBron out there. He's on his way to being a billion-dollar guy in the next five years. And he's on his way to owning an NBA team probably in the next five or ten years. I mean, basically, he's taken over. And Kevin Durant has seen all this. So he goes to Golden State, gets the blowback, gets the hatred, wins titles, becomes the best player on the planet, wins the finals MVPs, gets himself into Silicon Valley, gets himself investing in a ton of stuff. Now he's back, goes to Brooklyn. He's doing the New York, the Oklahoma City. It's kind of, you know, not to disrespect OKC, it's a dustbin. It's a dust bowl, sorry, dust bowl. 
And he goes to Silicon Valley, West Coast, conquers that, now goes to the East Coast. And they didn't win, but everybody was hurt. So, I mean, we all think that the Nets were going to win the title, right? They were the favorites in Vegas. When the big three were healthy and played, which wasn't a lot, they were dominant. So, yeah. Kevin Durant has seen what LeBron did, and he's doing the same damn thing, operating the same playbook. The big question is, who got next? Is Damian Lillard willing to do that? Now, not everybody's built for this. The criticism can make you, if if you're weak-minded and you can't handle this stuff, it's tough. And listen, I, I don't mean to disparage people, but I have worked closely with people and seen them go through this exact same thing on a much smaller scale, being in sports media. And... Getting in the spotlight, like, you know, you go viral for something that you said or did. It may seem cool, but when they're coming after you, if you're not able to compartmentalize and shut it down and get off the social media and put your phone down and hang with your family and distract yourself, like, it it can do damage. And I've seen people damaged by it. They're now out of sports. I mean, you don't have to look too hard. I've worked closely with them. And... I feel bad, but I watched it happen firsthand where they're normal and then they just start unraveling. You need that outlet. That is so important. I cannot stress it enough. And I'm not talking about, oh, I go to a yoga class. That's not enough. Social media, like our brains were not wired. Humans were not built to have an encyclopedia in your pocket that you're staring at all day. Our brains are just not wired for that. It messes with you big time. That's why the parents who can fight the good fight and hold off on giving the kids a phone that's a good win. We held off long on uh, Xbox. We held off long as we could on um, Roblox. We held off as long as we could on Fortnite. Uh, my kids just started Fortnite here in the last like six weeks. It's you can see how addictive it is. We started. We had to set limits on that stuff. Like I'm just I'm just telling you like just be careful with the social media. I, I I'm sure I sound very preachy if you've never tuned into the show. I'm sure there's a lot of people like, who is this guy? He thinks he knows all the answers. I definitely do not have all the answers. I like to think I have a lot of the answers or a lot of potential solutions. But the reality is like we're all searching for the answer. And there, you know, I don't know if it's the answer to the meaning of life. That might be a little heavy for a Saturday morning sports radio show. But, you know, figuring out who's going to win game five probably has a little more value for us. But it's fun to think big picture and like, life and solving problems and putting yourself in a good space. But I'm just saying this Kevin Durant stuff, Isaac, so disappointing to hear him go in there and then talk and circle. He just, I know he's smart. He's obviously intelligent. I don't know book smart, but like he seems like he's obviously street smart and gets a lot of stuff. And, and the sports media stereotype is People like us, oh, they want to poke fun at these athletes and make fun of them and and subsidize it for content. But even like you and I, it's kind of like we're not poking fun. We actually feel bad and are kind of concerned yeah. about him if he if he has to approach it like that. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder, is Zion built for this kind of thing? Because if he tries to get out of New Orleans, he's going to take all this and probably more. I hope he's built for it. I think it would be awesome for him and his brand. Um, And I know that sounds cheap to be talking about athlete brands, but folks, that's the reality in 2021. All these guys going to Team USA in the Olympics, I mean, they don't really want to be there, but they do want to sell sneakers. And if you look at all the guys who are on the team, 
the high-profile ones. I'm not talking about JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson, but Tatum's trying to pop as a uh, sneaker guy. Damian Lillard already has, and he's a rapper. Uh, Kevin Durant just looking for more brand exposure. Like, it's helpful. Coming up here on Fox Sports Radio, we will wrap up the show. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the worst world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> uh, the only problem with this song, Iowa Sam, is I feel like I have it all. Well, that's good. Yeah. By the way, Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard. I know that The Bodyguard is some like romance movie, but I, they've been showing it on whatever cable, like Showtime or Cinemax, one of those a lot lately. And like Kevin Costner's really good in the Bodyguard. It's like not a terrible movie. Yeah, that was a that was during his sort of his streak of big Kevin Costner movies. Yeah, like Dances with Wolves, Field of Dreams, and now he's in Yellowstone. Yeah, he's made a Yellowstone's a good show, guys. I don't know if you've watched it, and I think I'm ready to go check out some big sky country. Like I'm not one of those dudes who's like I I like the creature comforts. I like air conditioning. I like Wi-Fi. You know, I like that stuff. Big Sky Country does not really have that, at least in my mind. And I don't really like skiing in cold weather. Uh, you know, you guys know I, my, I'm a, a child of immigrants and I've got Caribbean blood pumping through my body. I like warm weather. That's why I love California so much. And I think Yellowstone has opened my eyes to the possibility of, ooh, Big, Big Sky Country is pretty cool. And, and I got some buddies who are from that area and go up there a lot. And they're like, dude, you got to check it out. It's awesome. So I think, you know, maybe in next summer, I don't know. We're considering a trip to Europe. Still have not done Europe with the kids. Of course we were good. All, everything was locked in for Italy and booked last summer. And um, we were going through Costco, which many, many of our friends have done. And it's amazing. They have the best deals and the hotels are good. But of course COVID hit and we had, we got all our money back from that. But, um, I feel like I do have it all. I'm, I'm very thankful. Hashtag blessed. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously you could always have a little bit more, but you never want to get greedy. I mean, I'm super content and happy. Obviously not being here and the camaraderie you get with producers and board guys and um, update guys. It's fun. And I will still be in here, but it's also going to be fun to, um, you know, play in a tennis tournament next weekend and uh, play in a volleyball tournament. and. Um, you know, wake up on a Saturday morning and run or just take my kids out to breakfast and stay out on a Friday night late. Not like I'm a, I'm not a night owl anymore though. It's weird. I, I don't, I think we talked about this a little, Iowa Sam, but like one of the joys for me right now is waking up early and starting a day. Like, let me get in some push-ups, some sit-ups. What's that? I said, what's wrong with you? No, like that's like, I love starting the day. And like, if you go out drinking heavily, you can't really do that the next day. I got a lot of stuff I want to accomplish. Um, yeah, I know it sounds nerdy, but like getting a good run to start the day, going up, getting up some basketball shots, lifting, like that stuff gets me started for the day. If I go, if I go into bed late after a lot of drinking, I wake up, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. then you got to deal with the kids. Sometimes nonsense. Um, for instance, my daughter has a basketball game today. Um, we got some fun stuff lined up. Definitely an exciting time in the Jason McIntyre world. Uh, very happy uh, and excited for football coming up. Um, 
Let's go out with some, I guess, Game 5 NBA picks. I'll be betting some Chris Paul overs today. I think he bounces back. I think Giannis overs are going to be good because I don't think Middleton or Holiday show up. Giannis realizes that, and he's got to carry the load. Um, Isaac, do you have a play on tonight's game? I, last I saw was three, three and a half, Suns? I don't have a play, but uh, I would go with Phoenix. And a footnote, the Phoenix Arena changed its name in the middle of the series. So starting tonight, it'll be known as the Footprint Center. Just FYI for those of you watching tonight. What's that all about? New corporate sponsor, and they just happened to do the deal right in the middle of the finals. I think it's literally the fifth different arena name that they've had in the last seven or eight years for that arena. Jeez, so it's just (laughs) changing hands left and right. Um, It's funny. I be, uh, so you guys know that um, somebody in the Ben Simmons circle uh, was at my gym for a, a few years, and I'm that guy who goes and of course I see somebody who looks like an athlete. I'm like, oh, maybe this guy wants to play basketball with us. Um, and I just have this weird way. Like my brother has the real g- gravitational personality pull that he just is super friendly with everybody. He's in a fraternity. He just he's in sales. Like he crushes every because his personality is just incredible. I don't have the vibrant personality he does. Um, I have a little bit of it and I, I, I'm able to, you know, make friends with guys who I think are going places. I want to surround myself with people who are doing good things. So I become friendly with this guy who is a, uh, in the Ben Simmons circle and, you know, he trains some other NBA players and I am constantly hitting up this guy and other, and other people for NBA tidbits. And, um, you know, one of them is like, you got to really get in a routine if you want to be successful at anything. And that's why I say I like to wake up early and do this. I got my kids doing some coding um, because let's, let's be real. Uh, the future is coding, right? As, as much fun as sports is. And listen, sports are fun, but the future for sports, I think, is gambling. And I think you guys are already aware of this. We've been hammering away on this show. I do it on Straight Fire. I do it for Fox Sports. Um, the gambling companies, they're starting to pop, uh, as you guys well know. Um, but I definitely want to give, uh, give a final shout out to the big bosses, uh, Scott and Don for giving, taking a chance on a guy who had like no radio experience six years ago. Um, obviously I think I've forgotten all the producers, but it's like, I think Ryan music was my first. He's now on the cowherd show. Rob G was maybe my second. I think Gavin was my third and now Ryan, Ryan, uh, Bersinger, um, I thank all these guys for their great work. Uh, Iowa Sam and uh, Chris on the board. I think it's a little Danny G on the board. And then I think Isaac's been like the the guy. And Deb sometimes fills in, right? Am I missing anyone, Iowa Sam? I don't think so. I think you've uh, run the gamut there. Yeah. Uh, also, Iowa Sam's going to probably have to continue with the Iowa Minute uh, being our Big 12 slash Big 10 correspondent. You betcha. Yeah, you're going to have to carry that legacy. I don't know who's getting the show, guys, from uh, here on out. Probably some tryouts. Probably can't fill it with just one person because I'm so good at No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, obviously catch me on Straight Fire. You follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I am out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah. Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high ranking officer in the Secret Service. An assassin comes to town, a six part podcast. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 